Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to Headliner Radio, where we are delighted to be joined by Libertines and Dirty Pretty Things co-founder and songwriter Carl Barrett, who is currently on a tour of grassroots venues across the UK. Um, Carl, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you and uh, whereabouts on your tour are you at the moment? Oh, hi. How are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Uh, it's so hard to tell. I came off a Libertines tour and then COVID and then Christmas. And it's like living on washing machine spin cycle. I think we've done, yeah, we've done three dates of the, of the grassroots tour so far. So it's sort of happening at weekends. Okay. We've got, so yeah, we've got three more weekends to do. We've got three-day weekends. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. Brilliant. I mean, I'll ask you about both of those tours um, over the course of the, the conversation. But um, to, to start with, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about um, the grassroots tour that you're on. Because I know that it's part of the uh, Revive Live tour, which is all about kind of celebrating the importance of grassroots music venues across the country. Um, firstly, how, how did you get involved in this tour? And, 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 and what you know, as a as a band as, and as an artist who very much came through on the, that grassroots circuit, could you tell us a little bit about what what these kind of venues and this kind of grassroots circuit means means to you? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot to it. I mean, um, firstly, um, I got in t- I got in touch with the Music Venue Trust because I've been um, opening a couple of live venues myself hmm. um, down in Margate. So there's the Albion rumours that we've got the which, which we have bands on in the studio and hotel. Um, and uh, there's um, and, and I'm a, there's an old one that I'm sort of resurrecting called Justine's that was always a sort of go-to place in Margate and closed in the 90s okay. and was derelict so I started opening that so I got in touch, in touch with the music venue trust who put this whole thing together um, and the grassroots uh, venue thing I mean guys, I mean it's been absolutely decimated by the COVID and the whole hospitality sector has been um, and um, so I think this revived life tour is not just a highlight the um, importance of, of live venues, grassroots venues, but to try and get um, people back out and uh, try and, and, give, and, and, give, and give the venues a chance to, to not fold, which is really, you know, the, one of the biggest problems at the moment, as, we, as we've all seen. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think every, yeah, it's been spoken about far and wide, you know, with how the, uh, the live music industry and the live sector, the hospitality sector has been hit by COVID um, this past, you know, couple of years now. But do you think that the, the grassroots circuit is is sometimes a little bit overlooked when people are talking about this kind of thing, particularly in the mainstream, not mainstream media? I think such, so. But a, it does feel like people talk about, you know, the cancellation of festivals, high-profile events, things like that, of, of course, makes makes big headlines. But do you think that this, this area of the industry is a little bit overlooked at times? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I totally think it's overlooked. I mean, it's such an important thing culturally. It's it's, it's so important in, for, for acts starting out, and you know that the mainstream is only a, is only a tiny part of the spectrum. The mainstream music styles and tastes, and I think um, with the grassroots thing, that's a much more sort of every man's kind of uh, forum. And um, it's quite yeah, the fact that that's you know that's the, 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 if losing that means that, that, that you've really got to sort of uh, dance to the drum of the big sort of corporate mainstream events i think it's um it's really hard it's, and it's just so so i mean i don't sound bleak so it's quite unsustainable in so many ways i mean especially like so typical me setting up two music venues at the time when it's harder yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyway so um yeah no it's uh culturally it's really it's, it's so important it's all, it's all the 
I mean, that's how anyone's ever really gotten to cut their teeth. Mm. Um, and it's, I mean, yeah, yeah. So that's how that really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was I was wondering what some of your memories were for for when you know with the Libertines when you were first coming through that scene and you would have been you know regularly touring grassroots venues not just over this country but but all over the place um what were your memories of those those sorts of shows and and how important were they in allowing you to evolve and become become the artists and become the band that you that you eventually became well that's where we honed our craft you know i think and that's where, that's so true for so many people i mean we used to sort of affectionately refer to it as a toilet tour mm. which we kind of still do actually yeah. but um <laughs> But, but places like you know, there aren't there anymore, like the Princess Charlotte in Leicester, and I mean the Twelve Bar Club in London. Um, I mean, there's so many, but um, yeah, just that endless pictures of knobs on the walls and whatnot, and the, and the sort of smell of beer and, and, and sticky floors. It was, um, yeah, that's. And, but the crowd, right up close, to, you know, virtually on stage, and sweat dripping off the walls or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's kind of an experience, which is so magical. And you can't really achieve that anywhere but those venues. Mm. Were there any particular venues that, that stand out for you for whatever reason, but, but that hold a, like a special place in your heart when well, you think back to those days? Well, the 12 Bar Club was, was, was something that was our favourite. That had been there since forever on Denmark Street. I remember they had a they, they, they had a bit of a sort of a, a lock in, didn't they? Um, mm. Sort of sit sit in protest when they closed, um, and um, that was a. Uh, I mean, glad yeah, we, that, that was back in the days when it was a sort of pay to play, split split the fees kind of uh, kind of thing, trying to drum up people on the street to come in, and the acoustic cafe, which is where the crowbar is as well, was to go and audition mm. to uh, <laughs> to <Yeah>. play. <laughs> Yeah, we were sending our bass player in there to go and audition. <laughs> and then he came out and we just sat on the pavement, like, did we get the gig? Yeah. And he got the, he got the gig. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was, um, yeah, funny times. I remember like, auditioning in car parks and things for those kind of gigs. Yeah. But it was, but it was very much, I mean, you had to invite your mates down and, and you had to sort of blag your mates to come every time and pay mm. in order to get any, any money. And I mean, that's what did either. And that was like in the Dublin Castle. I mean, these are all great venues. I mean, it, it, it seems like yesterday, but then I, I do go back to these places quite a lot. Mm. Um, you know, it's quite promising to see some new ones opening. There's all newer ones, like the Lexington. That's not not been open that long, and there's a there's a few popping up. So it's, yeah, it's not all doom and gloom. No, but yeah, some of those old classic ones, Princess Charlotte and Leicester, is always a proper riot as well. Mm. Great. I mean, you mentioned people like the Music Venue Trust, who've done a lot of campaigning around around this subject and, and around, you know, making sure that these, that these, these kinds of venues are, are protected and, and given the, the sort of special treatment they deserve in, you know, cause they are, they, they do face a very, a very difficult battle as, as everyone does during COVID, but these places are, are really up against it. Do, do you think that there could be more being done perhaps from the opposite end of, of the music industry, let's say the, you know, the, at the, 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 the top end, the major end of the, the industry, you know, for want of a better description, do you think there could be more support handed down from from that part? Because obviously, without these venues, you largely, you know, will not be seeing the kind of artists that that make it further up the chain. Yeah, I can certainly say that there should be, and I and I don't see anything coming down from 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 that from there. But I mean, maybe it's the same for the government, really. I mean, this sort of six, finally a six grand offer if you make the cut. To, for um, 
hospitality industry is absolutely ridiculous, but I mean, it doesn't cover anything. People might keep some venues open for a month. But, um, but in terms of the actual music industry, I don't think people, I, I, I totally think that in an ideal world, that would be great for them to do that. And then a very sort of long-sighted, philanthropic kind of yeah. <laughs> attitude that, 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 that's not something we've seen, then, um, then that'd be wonderful. But I can't realistically see it happening. I think, I mean, mm. I, I, I don't think people are there, they're worrying about about if the scene's going to change. And sadly, and if, and if people aren't going to be able to sort of hone their craft in the way they used to, I think that end of the industry, they're always looking for new ways of doing things, aren't they? As opposed to sort of uh, tried and tested and, and, and anything to do with pumping money into something um, that, that without an obvious immediate result seems quite unlikely. No, absolutely. I mean, as for as for this Revive Live tour itself, how how far into the tour are you at the moment, and what what can you tell us about how the how these shows are looking? What sort of what sort of venues have you played well, so far, and what kind about, of shows have you been putting on? Yeah, we're about a quarter of well, yeah, exactly a quarter. We've done one one weekend, so that's three. What are those? It's about ten in all, maybe maybe eleven. But there's um, there uh, what's the first one we did? I was in Cambridge. I was in a junction. I was in a, in a slightly bigger venue, mm. but uh, you know, that was great. I think at, at that point it was just after Christmas, and people seemed a little bit um, sort of. It was a Thursday night as well. People seemed a bit sort of um, reticent about having come out. All right, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but then yeah, but I think by the end of the gig, everyone had sort of you know everyone was in it together. So that was good. And then the next one was in Stafford, Red Rum. Now that's a proper. I've never been there before. Mm. That's a proper legit venue that someone's put a lot of love and heart and soul into. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was that's a, that was a classic venue, and the crowd just went mental. It was, uh, you know, it's like like when the gigs in the old days where you like get off stage and realise someone's nicked your shoes, but <laughs> only no one, no one did nick my shoes on this occasion. But yeah, <laughs> but it's that kind of vibe anyway. Yeah, yeah, oh, and cool. uh, yeah, I think I think people people were really happy to 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 to, 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 to do, that we were there and and that we were coming out and uh, yeah, making the effort and and the and Dale made the effort too. It was great. Yeah, excellent. And what kind of material have you been playing on these shows? Is it like a mixture of everything to date? Because I know that um, I understand you've been uh, performing some solo material as well as some classics and stuff like that from yeah. the, the other two bands. But um, it, it, you know, is there any? Yeah, what what kind of sets have, can can people expect to come into these shows? Um, well, it's a bit of everything, really. But I mean, obviously, the new stuff is what I'm most focused on. I, I, I don't want to just give everyone a and and the songs I don't know, so we're just putting four new ones in. But they've been fitting quite seamlessly into the set. They've been, um, yeah, they've been really well received, and you know, some people think they actually be singing along by the end of them. So that's kind of got to be a first for me, actually. Yeah. I've always, 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 most most of you just are terrified of saying songs no one knows. Yeah. Um, that's why you know why why most of us stick a cover in when when, when they're on the way up. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So 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 so, so some old songs. I'll be finding a bit of. Acoustic. I'm just sort of trying to do everything I've ever done, really, all in what in the space of, a, of an hour or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Um, obviously, you mentioned at the start as well that um, you've been on a tour with the Libertines, and there's uh, some big anniversary shows coming up later this year. How, how have you been finding those shows? What's the what's the response been like to those so far? Particularly with you know people coming out and you know, possibly being the first time they've been at a live gig for, for quite some time. How, what's the appetite for, for, for those shows been like from the fans that you've seen so far? It's, it's, on the whole, it's been great. I mean, there's, there's been some really mixed reactions and some, you know, some of it has been very, very, very different. Like we did three forums. First forum, 
everyone was always like hiding behind their, their collars going, you don't see me, right? I'm not out with COVID. <laughs> the next one was like, it was like a fall of Rome. Or the, the, <laughs> it was just like, just a sort of decadent and, and excess and, mm. and just going for it and, and really being in the moment. And then the third one was just, everyone was really scary and just like in a nice way, not doing horrible, but <laughs> sort of soaking up. I don't know. That's, yeah. that, that was the sort of, and that, 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 that seems to be the three kind of reactions we've been getting across the board, really. But, um, but on the whole, I mean, you know, people, people are up for it and, uh, mm. you know, people are, are pretty damn serious about having a good time when they go out. So, yeah, on the whole, it's been great, really. That's a boring answer. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's great, but it, it is interesting to know how different it can be on different nights because you would, you would generally expect a little bit of each of those, wouldn't you? You can imagine there's going to be some people that are absolutely desperate to get out and go go a little bit crazy and have a great time, and then there's going to be others who inevitably are just going to be a bit nervous if it's the first time yeah, they've been around yeah. that many people in you know possibly over two years. It's going to be a little bit interesting, interesting how the, how the crowds do sort of read they sort of become one and kind of read from each other. Hmm. so that's quite interesting there's sort of a wisdom of the crowd kind of thing yeah yeah how, that's interesting how have you found it personally like just being out in performing in front of that in, in, in front of those sorts of numbers again is it something that you've found a little bit intimidating or nerve-wracking or have you been able to just kind of say we're doing it and and you're just throwing yourself straight in do you mean the, the, the libertines gigs or the solo ones but, uh, both actually yeah um it's uh well, I felt a bit. Um, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I don't know which way is up and which way is down. Right now. I'm so nice. <laughs> I've been uh, that, that, it's, it's been it's been endless. Um, but yeah, I think I, I read the crowd a lot. I've always been really into what the crowd's doing and mm-hmm. sort of and, and, and sort of you know, circling energy back and forth. Um, and uh, yeah, it is a funny time because you can tell in the crowd that everyone's going through it right now. It has been for a while, mm-hmm. but you can know, you can also feel some optimism. That people want this. The people are, are not going to be beaten by this, and you know, there's a lot. Of, I mean, if you, if you if you go through the crowd, there's a lot of individuals who've got who've had like tragedy and horrendous experiences. We've got the anti-vaxxers going. If you mentioned vaccines, like sticking the finger at us and that yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, hopefully we can put all this behind us before too long. Touch wood. Mm. And does and, does, uh, does that yeah. rub off on you at all? And and your performance? Do you find it's you know it's a little bit trickier to to kind of get as fully into it as you might wish when you can see that there's a bit of nerve you know nervousness in the air or you do you just go out and not really not on the outside no because i mean i personally have this mantra to play every gig every time i'm ever on a stage to play as if it's the last time i'll ever play Mm. and 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 also to to if there's one person there or a billion to make sure you know play for that individual you know Mm -hmm. and and so to not to go out and not care if I'm ever doing that and not give it everything, then mm. yeah, then then I've got to really sit down and question what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's really. And, and and I think I think I think you can. I think it's kind of contagious that attitude as well. I think if you you know most most of the time, more often than not, the crowd will will will, will feel that and, and appreciate it and reciprocate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and as for the the Libertines tour, and obviously next year being the twentieth anniversary, um, also not next year, this summer rather, the uh, the anniversary shows that are coming up. Mm. How how excited are you for those? And and also, has there been any time whilst you know in the in the midst of this tour that you've been able to actually talk about new music at any point? Is that something that's that's still in the pipeline? What what's been happening on that front? And and yeah, what can you tell us about how you've been feeling about the the upcoming uh, anniversary shows? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't wait for the anniversary shows. I mean, it's going to be uh, 
just for us to all to have a celebration of that record. To think that after 20 years of what we've been through, mm. that, that, we're at, that we can actually make that and be there together on that stage and uh, do an attempt to and show such wood again. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, but, but, but if, if indeed we achieve that, then um, then, then that is is quite something, and I'll genuinely I'll, I'll accept that 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 is a bit of a crowning glory for us, and I and I enjoy it, and uh, and and we've got like an amazing spread of gigs in like South America and stuff as well for, for, for that tour. So it, you know, so a good a good opportunity for us to get out without a new a new album and, and to go to those territories and and enjoy all that as well. So it's pretty good, really. Mustn't grumble. Um, but yeah, and with, with new stuff as well, yeah. We, I mean. I shouldn't really say because I always seem to I always seem to say that and, uh, <laughs> and so, so, so I sort of cycle the progress. But we've actually closer close than we've ever been since the last album to to, 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 to new stuff happening. Um, obviously, like um, it's more likely to be the year after when that actually emerges. But mm. um, as in twenty twenty three, I'd say. But um, yeah, we've got the, 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 there are new songs happening, which is uh, quite amazing for all of us, really, because there's always been, you know at least one of us who, who, who's been like dragging the heels but mm. the last time we got together I think it just seemed so natural once again yeah. that we made uh, made the most of that it, I'm trying to work I'm, I'm trying to work really hard not to give you any sort of syndicatable promises they're going to come back and bite me in the arse yeah, no of course I mean is there any reason why you think it has felt more natural this time you said it's, it's felt as, as natural as it has done you know uh, so uh, far I think I, I think we just uh, stopped pressuring Mm. ourselves and each other really it's always uh, someone else that's a panic one at a time we're, we're, we're not doing any new stuff and this time it's just uh, going, because we're spending a lot of time together as well and mm. then, it, it, then it being about our friendships again as opposed to it being about pressures of uh, of careers and shit you know which isn't never, never, never something to really inspire any of us so mm. it's um, we're feeling a lot more inspired just by spending the time and, and, and the friendships I mean I think fucking how fucking lucky I am that's actually or we mm. all are to have, that, have a band with such an incredible it's not slightly eccentric characters, and mm. uh, you know, and they've all done, all done our other projects and, and met wonderful people along the way. When we come back, there's still that strength and that chemistry. So, you know, when you strip away all the pressures, like with most things, what's underneath is actually uh, still got some 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 life and some legs in it. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, do you think doing these anniversary shows or with those anniversary shows coming up is that has that maybe fed into the I don't know that feeling of togetherness amongst the band again because, like you said, it's something that probably, you know, this time, well, not twenty years ago, but maybe eighteen years ago, something like that, you probably wouldn't have ever anticipated that such shows w- w- would take place. You know, you couldn't have been thinking yeah. about doing twentieth anniversary shows at that point. Well, I think, I think the, we all we all to be six feet under. I remember when hmm. um, when Mick Jones said in the studio at the time when he was when, when we were making the record, he was going, he just kept saying everything's so great. I went through an impression of his voice because he hears this. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, he, but he was saying this. Um, he was saying everything's so great that in twenty years' time it's going to be a great album, and mm. he's going to sit by the faders and he's going, he's going to sit at a desk and on the TV in, interview and go, "Here's the bass and drums." I would do his voice. Here's the bass and drums for this track. I would listen to that. That's great. And he sat back looking, but of a glint in his eye, like he really meant it. Yeah. And I was just thinking, "Wow, is it? It's not a fine thing." Anyway, and we're, we're nearing that time. So, wow. yeah. What, he's a prophet, old Mick. Sorry, maybe that's the wrong word. But anyway, he's, <laughs> no, he's, he's, you know, he, he prophesied something good. Yeah, he's a prophet. Good. Mm. Yeah. No, great. I mean, you also have another anniversary show coming up this year with the um, Dirty Pretty Things uh, Waterloo to Anywhere to, um, 15th anniversary um, shows. What can you tell us about that? How has it felt kind of reflecting on that album? 
and 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 the music you made in in that band because obviously with the 20th anniversary of the libertines debut album that's been you know a, a big focus of a lot of fans attention but that's another pretty key milestone um what what have been your thoughts around you know your or rather your reflections on that album 15 years on just just been i mean i, I love that album i find it like a really quite a cohesive body of work uh weirdly in hindsight um, which at the time, they just felt like grabbing all sorts of things and just what, joining them together. Mm. But uh, in a really sort of intense time. But it was a good sort of snapshot of the period that it was made. And uh, and I, still, I think even now, I still like, I don't mind listening to that one. Mm. It was a funny one with Dirty Breathing because it was kind of the band that um, kind of broke up like <laughs> without sort of meaning to. Things just got, the pressure just got so much for various reasons, mm. internally and externally. And it's, and, and I think I was the one who was like, right, that's it then. And that's yeah. like breaking up with a girl, with a girlfriend or a partner that you didn't mean to. And then, mm. thought, and then like, <laughs> you, know, then, then you still get on and you're not quite sure why you ever broke up. I've always had that a little bit with the dirty pretty things. Mm. Um, but I've been, I've been looking forward to playing, to play again with them for a long time. So it's just, uh, it's just an excuse really to, to have a little knees up celebration of, of, mm. of that, of that work. And, you know, see mm. if people are still into it. And yeah, I think, I think we just, that, that's just about having a good time really, that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, did, it's, Jamie Reynolds is joining us on bass. I think I'm sure Did will be there. But I think he wants to be in the crowd. He, he didn't fancy getting up. Yeah, I, yeah I, I was going to ask if he was, uh, if he'd be joining you for the show. But, um, oh, he's certainly yeah. there for a damn good drink, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, um, yeah, no, he, he, he just didn't feel it was right for him at this mm. time. I'll let him explain that. <laughs> you, yeah. can, you can do that one. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, but Jamie, I mean, Jamie was always on it in the wings anyway back then so it's like uh, it's, it's, it's still part of the Dirty Pretty Things family it's, it's all good oh fantastic um, I know that you particularly uh, you know with, with the grassroots tour that you're doing at the moment you've been playing some solo material as well is, is there anything you can tell us about where you're at at the moment with, with new solo music and, and what kind of shape that might be taking yeah I mean it's, uh, it's it's going really well actually I've been working really hard on a new record um, uh, which I'm, which I wanted it to sound, I wanted to, I wanted it to be truthful and me, and I wanted to try and explore some different sounds, um, which I think I've done. So, mm. so yeah, it still sounds like me, but different. That's kind of brief, and that seems to be what's coming back in the uh, from, from from the audiences. I mean, obviously, playing it in the small venue setup, it isn't quite as um, elaborate, and it's all quite. We're still sort of try, trialing a lot of it as well. But see some of those songs that I've been working away so hard and come to life and. Like I say, people will be singing them back after such a short time. It's amazing. Yeah, amazing. I mean, how is, has the, you know, this may sound like an obvious question, but has the, has the pandemic hampered the the production of that album in any way? Has is, is, is that caused any kind delays? Have you, have you been able to work on it kind of consistently at home or anything? What's What sort of Not impact really, has no, that had I've on been, it? I've, I've been sort of trying to, just to snatch any downtime from the Albion rooms mm. that, I, that I can. But I mean, it's given me some a chance to work with some Really interesting people as well, like this work Jamie T and um, I have uh, Ollie Burden a lot and a very a, a, a few people, um, and uh, yeah, that, that's been that's been good. I mean, the thing about lockdown though is it's been so it's so it's so often and so long ago now, but um, it's a weird time because like normally it's sort of it's the it's the um, the job of the, sort of the artist to sit between the sort of the cracks of society and. And, and, and think about all this sort of existentialist stuff. But then suddenly the whole world was doing it. Everyone was at home <laughs> doing the artist's job. It was, uh, yeah, it's no longer the preserve of the, 
to the overthinker. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, so that, that's quite, I mean, it's really interesting. I mean, I've not tried to write things particularly relevant to that, but, um, you know, these things always actually tend to come out sort of on their own. So mm. really, you go, oh shit, that was about, that was about that. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, but that's one of the amazing things actually when a, when a record does that. That's, I think that's why the, the security things record I've mentioned before, is it seems so cohesive it's because actually it's like the sort of, I don't know, it's the subconscious or the universe or whatever just seems to make these, uh, to, 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 after the event, tell you what you're writing about. Mm. So, so yeah, I'm sure that'll come up. Yeah. I, I mean, I was, I was going to ask as well, is the, um, it, is the, is the Albion rooms basically where you, is that a space that you just use yourself at the moment for, for, you know, whether it's songwriting no, no, or recording demos it's, or. I mean, I use it myself, but I mean, it's a mm. pretty, pretty damn good world-class studio. It's, uh, mm. we have, we have bands in there. Um, musicians and you know it's generally pretty much always occupied oh no um, so I, I i knew that um i knew that it was a, a it's you know it's a fantastic and very busy space i just meant is, is it a place that you've been using exclusively oh, uh, for your sorry. own music or have you got like a little studio set up at home or something where you tend to do no, most of your writing or do you, you go there first no no not at all yeah i got it's so good down there um, mm. but I get down there whenever I can really you know, so, but, but when I can get some space um, and that's where I've been doing most of the work yeah the majority I've been doing there but I say 99% um, so yeah it's, it's, it's a great spot for that I can't really the room, the room I'm at home the room I'm in now is full of boxes and crap but it's really hard to uh, and, and with the kids and everything mm. it's quite hard to get into that zone for any length of time so it's great to be able to go and just sort of retreat down by the sea and uh, yeah. gather everything together yeah, I mean, it must be a pretty, a, a, a pretty, you know, in demand space or facility, if you like, because like you said it's a, it's a nice location, and it, it you know, it's, there's a whole load of stuff there, as well as the recording uh, studio. There's you know all kinds of other stuff. There's a hotel. There's entertainment. There is it's a it's a pretty um, all encompassing space if you're a creative person. Um, I, w- I was going to ask how how popular a destination that has been, particularly uh, for local musicians and artists. Uh, yeah, really popular for, um, especially for the locals. Um, they were trying to offer better rates for, um, you know, local bands and bands starting out and stuff. So, so, it's, so it's not really prohibitive to anyone. Mm. Um, we've got great engineers down there, Jason as well. He's, uh, he's really good at sort of guiding people through the process who are sort of new to it and whatnot. And then, of course, you know, then you've got us lot and, and I guess more sort of established acts or acts who've a bit better healed in terms of, uh, of, what, of, what, of what they want to get out of the place. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, I think it's, uh, it's great. I'm, I'm trying not to just do an advert for the album, but it's great. Yeah. I mean, it, it, in, the, in the studio itself there, what can you tell us about the kind of the, the core setup there? What, is, what are some of the main pieces of kit that that would kind of appeal to, to artists and, and musicians who want to go there to record? Well, I think the desk is, um, the SSL desk is the, uh, PS de resistance there. who's just got such an amazing warm sound. Mm. It's a Delta. I've forgotten numbers and numbers after it. I'm not much of a tech head to be honest with you. I find it really hard to explain. <laughs> but I think for, for me, it was, it was about the studio was, it was about being somewhere with a had daylight. Mm. It was a big thing. And B was um, somewhere that you could just, 
lose yourself and and, and and the room just sounds amazing and the drum room sounds amazing and like I said before about Jason he, he just uh, he lives and breathes it and he cares so much about everything about the sonics everything. I, I mean he can proper nerd off if you want to do that <laughs> 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 that's not really my uh, my area but um, yeah and they've got all my guitars in there as well which yeah. I do tend to worry about I did I looked like, I went to the office and I looked on the camera and someone was like playing my guitar on the floor with a stone I was so confused <laughs> And it turned out that, that, that it was under the watchful eye of Jason and it was actually for a really good reason. So yeah, that was my Mustang. I was yeah. a bit uncertain about that. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah fair enough. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, why I keep all my guitars. So. How important yeah. is it to have the right kind of ambience, I guess, in a place like that for when you're being creative and when you're wanting to make music? Because uh, obviously, you know, the past couple of years of have been a vital part of this but there's been a huge increase in people making music from home whether it's a bedroom set up or something at the end of their garden whatever it may be um but how important for you is it to have somewhere that actually isn't even really to do with the gear or the kit that you're using but just creates the right environment to be creative is that is that just as important to you as you know as, as the equipment and the tangible stuff that you're actually holding in your hands when you're making music i think that's more important to me because mm. um like I say, I don't tend to know a great deal about the technical stuff, but um, well, I don't know a bit. I don't know quite. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a moron. But yeah, no, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't obsess about that. That's not my thing. My thing is definitely much more about the atmosphere and and like and what we got there. Is you've got this town which is um, which is going through some kind of renaissance, and it's got um, and it's got so much history and so much beauty, and it's got dilapidated, uh, faded glamour and. Or Victoriana, and then it's got um, and it's and it's got new exciting projects that have come and set up independent things, and it's and it's right and it's right on the cliff edge. You can go out, and go down the steps to the sea, and you can just leave yourself can be anywhere. Yeah. And then it's kind of it's got a bar like within a spitting distance of the studio, and uh, and yeah, and beds and, and food that can come in when you when you uh, push a button. So yeah. you know, Amazing. that's um, yeah. I, I mean, it, we designed it to. Fulfill all of all our needs in a in a residential studio, which it which it does. It takes every box, which is yeah. A, quite yeah, quite. I think we're all quite proud of it. Brilliant, and presumably would that, would that be where you're making the next Libertines record as well? I should think so. I should mm. think so. I mean, yeah, I kind of did build it. So I mean, I mean, I did take the lead in building it so that we yeah. could have somewhere, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I should think so. I think, I think I'm trying. I'm trying not to jump the gun and so let's get the songs together bit by bit and we'll work it out unless yeah. we decided to suddenly go to Jamaica or something to do it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, that might take a different, yeah. different slant musically to do that. <laughs> but yeah, you never know. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Okay. Brilliant. And as for any new music uh, on the solo front, is there any kind of timeline in mind for that that you have at the moment or is that still very much uh, something that's still to be decided upon? to be decided upon I think mm. I think it's, I mean I've got to work it out with the Libertines tour and everything as well because one tends to sort of I mean yeah as, as everyone in the band has experienced it's quite hard to, uh, to to get your thing out when you're in the Libertines as well because people tend to want to see the Libertines and not want to see it twice yeah. so it's, it's, not, it's not not a great time to, to put your own stuff out mm. when you're on tour with the Libertines but um, that said I mean it's either going to be really really fast or a bit longer I'm unsure. I'll have to check my manager and see what his master plan is. Okay, fantastic. Well, 
Thank you so much for uh, taking some time out to join us today. I know how, how busy you must have been and um, and how tired you must have been. So, um, you oh, know, that's all right. Sorry, 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 sorry to come across moaning. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I yeah, no. shed some light on what's going on this end anyway. No, it's, it's, it's been fantastic. Thanks so much and, and wish you, you know, uh, all, all the luck in the world with the rest of the tour and um, hopefully um, get to see you at some point along the way as well. Yeah, man, come and see a show. You know, you're... It'll be good if, you, if there's any of us near you. I don't, that's another thing. A lot of people have been really annoyed that I'm not talking, that I'm not doing a grassroots venue near them. I they just physically aren't enough hours in the lifetime to go and play all these places. And, no, and everyone, we try our best to get everyone on tour, but you'd be surprised how people get raging, start raging about that. Anyway, <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, well, no, it'd, it'd be great to do that. And um, yeah, thanks so much once again. Really appreciate Thank it. That. Thank you. All right, nice one. Thanks so much. All Cheers. Right. Thanks, Carl. Bye. Bye bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.